Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Never gets old. I still maintain adding that to the music news clip is one of the best things this show's ever done. The best, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, the best, the best. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. We are going to dig in uh, excitingly uh, to the, the news uh, that we all woke to today. It's not Christmas morning, Santa didn't come. You got a while to go just yet. <laughs> However... Uh, almost as good as Christmas was restrictions further easing in New South Wales. Uh, so very, very, very good stuff happening here. We've been doing so, so well. Um, we haven't had like a locally transmitted case for like, uh, I think it's, we're at like a month now, 30 days or so. We've been doing real well. Yeah. Um, the, the New South Wales government are confident enough in how we're handling everything that they're going to ease things, cut things back. First off, First came off the rank, they're cutting the one person per four square meter rule for all venues except for gyms and nightclubs. Uh, understandably, I suppose, you know, they're probably some pretty high, high risk areas. A uh, lot of expiring, a lot of sweating, yeah, a yeah. lot of air coming out of the mouth. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. Uh, so they're still going to have to adhere to the four square meter rule, but everyone else gets it doubled, um, which is really, really cool. However, the uh, the nightclubs, they didn't quite get the uh, the square meter rule. They've been allowed to open their dance floors. Again, this is probably the most exciting part. 50 people are allowed on any dance floor at a nightclub uh, from today. 50 people in a single gym class as well, if, if you're into that too. Um, outdoor stadiums and theatres uh, have had all capacity rules acts um, if they had structured seating, um, meaning that they can be up to 100% capacity um, without... Uh, with unstructured seating, I should say, uh, they're still going to have to adhere to the two square meter rule. Um, and outdoor ticketed events like the festivals that we enjoy so much, they're going to be able to hold up to 5,000 people now. Um, indoor theatres can now also be up to 75% capacity. So this is really good for our gigs um, and our live music events, be it in a festival form or you know just a big show. Yeah, and I think you have to sort of, like what we saw in Melbourne, like what we saw in New Zealand, having these restrictions in place certainly did help stop spread COVID. And it has worked. <laughs> but now it seems like we are, we, as you said, we've gone pretty much a month with no local cases. I think we've done done really well. And I think it is time that we can start to open up a lot of these things and enjoy what we have been able to enjoy for such a long time. And you might have seen uh, last week we shared throughout the week a post from Peking Duck. Uh, they were quite vocal about how you look at the state of origin the decider in Queensland was packed to the rafters, but yet music festivals and music events outside still couldn't have anywhere near the amount of capacity that the stadium did in Queensland. And it's like, well, why? Like, why does a festival have to not go ahead or why can an outdoor event not do this? But a football game can, and they weren't having your football. They were just saying, why is it different rules for music as it always seems to be? It does seem to be. And I mean, even in New South Wales, we did have that little period there um, where stadiums are allowed 50% uh, capacity uh, and yet outdoor gigs, you started to sit down for, you still had such restrictions on capacity and movement there. So um, it's good to see the, the law, look, the kind of restrictions and the laws, um, you know, realigned with each other. And they, they do make a whole lot more sense now. We, we ate our veggies and now we can have dessert. <laughs> we can enjoy the ice cream. This is exactly what it is. Uh, so it's really, really good. The little sprinkles or perhaps a flake. If you enjoy a flake in your ice cream on always, top. Always, always. You'll be able to stand up 
now at these events, not for indoor events, but outdoor events, you can now stand up and have a little boogie on the dance floor. Which is great for the Great Southern Nights initiative, uh, of course, which is taking place all the way through, uh, well, did take place through November um, and all the gigs that are taking place into December. Uh, no longer will you be forced to sit down and tap your foot um, passive aggressively almost <laughs> because you want to be up dancing. Uh, it's on now. Uh, we can dance. So I hope everyone's planning to get out there this weekend, put on their best dancing shoes and enjoy the rewards. We're going to move on now. Uh, and one reward we seem to be lacking this year is big, big Christmas releases from music. Um, yeah, normally this is the time where all the memes come out, saying Michael Bublé and Mariah Carey, they're all coming out from under their cave and releasing yet more Christmas music. Uh, but you do tend to find more music coming out. I mean, to be fair, if you look probably three weeks to four weeks ago, there was a huge influx of Australian music coming out. There but it's really, the, it's now they're just drip feeding us, the tap that it's been turned off and you've got a few little leakages coming out that's drop, drop, dropping and annoying you more than anything as you lie in the bath. But... <laughs> It is. Uh, it's 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 been something that we're kind of slowly seeing slip uh, back in the day, and I mean, definitely we can remember it. There was a lot of big releases from big artists around Christmas time. Um, uh, a few reasons for that we'll get to, um, but uh, examples: Michael Jackson's Thriller that was dropped on thirtieth of November, nineteen eighty-two. Um, the soundtracks to The Bodyguard and Saturday Night Fever um, arrived in November, as did The Beatles' two thousand comp. Population one, uh, and so they were dropping them. Everyone was buying them. It was cool, but uh, things are changing, uh, and there's a few reasons for that. I thought it'd be pretty interesting to kind of look at why that is. If you were hanging out for a Christmas release and were disappointed this year, um, first of all, the probably elephant in the room is that albums, CDs were previously considered a fantastic gift uh, when Christmas rolled around on December 25th. You'd wrap up a, a CD and chuck it under the tree or CDs for somebody um, with physical sales really, really uh, kind of, you know, changing. I mean, we have vinyls resurgence, which is great, but that's still like a very small sector. Of, yeah, and of even the then I feel like a lot of the vinyls that people purchase still aren't new releases. Yeah. They'll just pick either a, a favourite artist of theirs or they'll pick a classic that they'd be like, oh, yeah, let's get this one on vinyl. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, it could just be like me and what I'm exposed to in my circle and friend group, but it just feels like, oh, yeah, I like this artist. Let's see what vinyl of theirs is available. Yeah. It's not necessarily they have a new album out. Let's buy it on vinyl. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's like this kind of fusion. Some artists do release it, but, yeah, a lot just kind of follow that one. So that we're not getting that same release spike uh, in the same way. And, of course, the record industry back when physical sales were king, uh, they weren't missing that opportunity. They were going to wait for the strongest releases to drop around Chrissy. So everyone would go out there and buy themselves would be up and they'd give them for Christmas. Um, before Spotify, 40% of all record sales were done in the space between Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is crazy to think about. That's almost half. Um, Thanksgiving was only, I'm not too familiar, it's more an American thing, but that was only a month or two ago. So it's basically- November, I think. Yeah. Because you get like Halloween right at the end of October, then it flows into Thanksgiving, then it flows into Christmas and then New Year, and yeah. then Valentine's and- and the then there's like a Easter, depending if it's early or late in the year, <laughs> depending on how the moon cycles line up. 
Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that was kind of the trend uh, prior to that. Um, and <laughs> uh, and uh, obviously now that model isn't the case. 40% aren't being sold that way. Um, so basically, COVID, uh, the physical sales dwindling, uh, and social media are kind of the three reasons for this. Um, it, the first COVID kind of reason that we've found is that it's similar to what we're seeing in the box office at the moment. No one's dropping these huge, big, spectacular movies until they know they can put bums on seats in cinemas. I've been waiting for the new James Bond film. It was meant to be in August and then it was pushed back. I'm still hanging for it. They're probably going to wait until, I mean, like, especially- They are going to keep waiting. uh, And and international acts. We've got to wait till America's out of the woods before we're probably going to see those. Well, something that I saw, I mean, this isn't, music related now, but it's still arts related. So I guess it's st- still worth mentioning. In America, I think it's HBO Max. They're releasing, and Warner Brothers, I think they have, I don't know if they're owned by the same people or they have an agreement. Any film by, I think, Warner Brothers, that's going to be released in cinemas on that exact same day is going to be released on HBO Max. Normally, normally have to wait for the DVD release. Well, what would be the DVD release before it's available on streaming platforms? But now it's going to be the same day it hits the cinemas. It's going to be released on the streaming site. Yeah, very very interesting approach. Um, Which is, I guess, how music is now because you have a music drop. It's released as either a single album EP, but then it's available to stream at the same time. Yeah, but yeah. buying an album is different to seeing a movie in a theatre with other people. And similarly to seeing a live show. So yeah. part of the reason why we're seeing not so many um, Christmas albums drop from big artists is because they're not confident that they can do big tours off of the back of that. Now, of course, that's not everybody. We are seeing tours begin to pop up uh, into next year all around the place, but some of those artists are hanging on until they know they can drop it with a tour announcement that they can count on uh, and go around the country or around the world and make their money. Um, which is really, really interesting. Um, obviously, st- uh, streaming, which we spoke about before, contributes significantly to this. The physical sales just aren't really there anymore. So there's not that big of a need to... People aren't gifting CDs to people anymore. So there's not that huge of a need to hold out. Uh, so they're drip feeding it, as Cam mentioned before, across. And social media is an interesting other reason uh, why we haven't seen so many Christmas big albums this year. Um, artists have f- kind of gained a bit more control over their releases and how they how they present themselves and their music. They've moved the industry away from this kind of late year binge that we've come uh, accustomed to and they're spreading out their release strategy. Um, they're in control of their marketing strategy now. They, they kind of have the power over, well not power over, but they have the power to their fans to alert them, to let them know when the new music's coming out. Um, and... You know, that's just kind of how they do it. They just say, this is it. This is what I'm doing. I've got 80 million, what is it, Taylor Swift, 87 million Twitter followers and 70 million Facebook fans and 140 million supporters on Instagram. When she dropped her latest album, she just told them. She didn't wait uh, all the way till the end of the year to release it because she knew she could get engagement directly from her fans immediately. And it's a really interesting thing that we're seeing uh, now with all musicians is that they have that control. So you combine those two, three, th- those two, three things, those three things um, being COVID, social media, and the physical release dwindling, and we've got not much 
big albums for Chrissy this year. So oh. maybe Michael Bublé and Ryan <laughs> Carey are just going to have to dominate the airwaves. As they always do. I mean, my girlfriend and I were putting up our Christmas tree uh, over the weekend and Bublé came on playing his Christmas music, you know, just getting you in the mood, I guess, for Christmas. But another point that you could potentially make for that too, and I don't know how much it plays, I guess it plays in a little bit, is the whole radio cycle around Christmas, New Year. You have a lot of the major breakfast and drive shows where you might be wanting to play some of this music or you might want it to be heard. They take breaks over Christmas and New Year. You have fill-in presenters doing that period. Yeah, rating season is over. Yeah, so it's sort of like, okay, well, we're not going to push it for radio. We're not going to try and, as you said, there's no point for trying to gift it for Christmas because physical sales are down on what they used to be. I don't know. It's just another consideration I think that they have, maybe more from like a PR marketing management point of view as opposed to just the artist. But at the end of the day, I guess they're in as much control, if not more control of the music release than the artists themselves. Definitely, definitely. And yeah, basically uh, it's all these things have contributed to the, the the days of the Christmas, the big Christmas drop, are uh, long gone. I mean, that can be a bad or a good thing for you, but the good th- side of it is that rather than 40% all being dropped within a couple of months, we've got it spread out over the year now. We're getting new albums, fresh albums, more regularly, more instantly from our favourite artists. So that is, I guess, always a good thing, depending on how you look at it. Uh, but interesting nonetheless to explore that one for the music news tonight.